Yes, yes, my people. Big Prozac in the building. You already know what it is. I hope you're well. And welcome to the 20th episode of your sneaker history and lifestyle podcast, Kicks Chronicles. Okay, hold my hands up. I'm late. Okay, apologies. Let's just say there were a couple of technical difficulties. You get me? But hopefully, even though I'm a day late, I hope I'm not a dollar short. And in fact, if I'm being real, I actually think I brought you, man, the whole bag. I'm not going to lie. When I say the whole bag, I'm referring to our guest, which is this week, George Sullivan, the CEO and founder of the largest, the biggest sneaker media company in the UK, Nye. The whole of Europe, the sole supplier. You're welcome. <laughs> now, for real, George, an amazing guy, someone that I'm, I actually feel like, yeah, me and George are boys now. We're, we're brethren, and and this conversation I thought was was fantastic. Um, it was an opportunity to see him in a bit of a different light. Sometimes it's cool to just get behind the veil and just. Hear man chatting on on the level, and it was it was just cool to see him in 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 an environment. It was so comfortable. Um, but yeah, we caught up in person. We actually caught up at Crep Collection Club. So shout out Crep Collection Club in Blue Water in Dartford. We spoke about his sneaker history, how we fell in love with kicks, and ultimately what caused him, what circumstances came together that caused him to create. The Soul Supplier, which is a sneaker media company, when sneaker media companies definitely weren't really a thing. And if they were a thing, they definitely weren't a thing in the UK or in Europe. So we talk industry gatekeepers. We also talk about the lessons he's learned um, on the journey of, of building uh, a business such as The Soul Supplier. The plans that he has for the business moving forward and his thoughts about the culture as it is today now near the end of the conversation so make sure you stick around for this we actually find out what he thinks and what he believes it means to be a sneakerhead and we also find out whether he thinks he is a sneakerhead and you may be surprised by his response so make sure you stick around to the end to hear that hands down to date this has been an amazing experience uh, to, to to sit across with somebody who literally, and George may not know this, but like when I got back into the game, if not for the soul supplier, I would not have known like how to get connected with these raffles, how to get connected with these first come first serves. The whole industry, it was like a blueprint. And yeah, man, big up to the soul supplier. Not sponsored by the soul supplier, obviously, um, but uh, George, you can make that happen, bro. <laughs> All I'm saying is, yeah, like I really appreciate that that service, and that was one of the real reasons why I wanted to to get George on the pod because I just want to speak to people that have actually had a real positive influence on on the culture. Then, yeah, hands down, one of my best interviews, hands down, one of my uh, most fun conversations. He's a real, he's a real guy, he's a real lad, um, and we had a good time. And I'd love to get him back on the podcast one day. I think that'd be amazing. And I think the interview was interesting and entertaining. So, with all of that being said, I'm your boy Prozac. This is Kicks Chronicles, and our guest this week is the founder and CEO 
of the sole supplier, George Sullivan. Enjoy. In my opinion, yeah, and in this industry, there are a lot of sneakers, there are a lot of kicks, and there are a lot of crepes, right? But there's only one sole. <laughs> you planned that. <laughs> yeah, I did plan that one. Yeah, that was last night. Sleepless. George Sullivan, CEO, founder, sole supplier. What's kicking, my bro? Thanks for having me, man. That's, welcome, uh, welcome, welcome. that's a nice intro as well, because like that's actually, that's the mission, right? Yeah. To be the only place you go to get your footwear. The, the sole supplier, the only supplier. So you've got it. But it never used to be that. It just used to be like, the funny thing about that name, people got it twisted for so long. They used to be like, where, where do I buy the shoes? You sell them. I'm like, no, we just show you where you can buy them. But it's like, but you're the sole supplier. It's like, you must have them. I'm like, no, no, no. So that was a big problem, the name, <laughs> for a long time. No, I like, I like those kinds of things because I will get into the genesis of the business because I think that's one of the key areas that we definitely need to, to chat about and what I know for myself, I'm super, super interested in. Um, I believe in, personally, sole supplier, like had a huge amount of vision. They saw something coming that not a lot of people saw um, in terms of the resale industry, sneakers and as, as investments, as collector's items. I think they they jumped in where very, very little people were, were, were willing to take that chance. So I can imagine there was a lot of blockers. There was a lot of issues. There was a lot of like, hindrances to be able to get to a place where people thought it was viable as a business. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because why not? Because like I'm saying, let's have that conversation. I spoke bro. about that the other day about when we got into it, mm. having to prove myself mm. that I actually like trainers and that I knew about trainers yeah. and the OGs were gatekeeping the industry. Gatekeeping, we do do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mentioned, I mentioned how welcoming you were on a podcast the other day and like how some OGs were like, were like welcoming and nice, but some were like, you're not stepping into this industry. And this is like nearly 10 years ago now, yeah? And I felt the pressure from a lot of different people and I felt like I was the imposter, even though I love footwear. Mm. I got the sneaker bug like a lot of people do, right? Like people, you know, walking around here do every day, they get the sneaker bug. But I didn't feel like it was valid because some of the OGs are kind of like, you don't have 50 Air Max Ones from 1990. Ugh. You don't have, <laughs> you know. You can't name every single Jordan one that's ever come out. <laughs> yeah, so that was intimidating, man. Yeah, I can But it's like it in all industries. Gatekeeping goes on in the music industry. It goes on, it goes on everywhere until someone proves themselves as authentic. That's it. No, I believe you. I believe what you're saying is, to, is true because ultimately, um, in terms of the industry that we're part of now, like, there's so many rules in terms of even what is a sneakerhead, what's allowed. Bro, there's a picture on the wall yeah. with the definition. With the definition of a sneakerhead. <laughs> and it's just one of them things where it's something that derives so much passion and so much um, love and so much nostalgia where people are so protective over it. And they're like, we don't want someone to come in and potentially sully the name Sneakerhead or sully our industry. And it sometimes then becomes like difficult for new people to want to. And the thing is, in order for any industry to thrive, it needs people. It needs people to all be involved. New people, old people. Uh, at the end of the day, like, if no one's buying kicks, 
There's no kit industry. There's no sneaker industry. So we need people to be involved. But you know what I want to do? Because you mentioned in the early days. Let's take it back to the early days. You get me? Let's take it to the genesis. How you fell in love with this kit game. Okay. So what shoe was that that you saw that said to you, I've got to have that shoe. I love that shoe. What was that shoe for you? I remember, I remember walking around London, like Carnaby Street, mm. going into Offspring. Come on. Seeing size. Come on. And I was earning money in recruitment at the time, making commissions. And I'd it's never had- It's a healthy had, commission, George. Yeah. <laughs> some, like this is before the business, right? And I'd buy shoes with my commissions that I'd earned. Simple as that. My dad would hate on me, be like, why are you spending all your money on footwear? You know, I told you to look after your money. It doesn't come that easily. What are you up to? So I'll be buying shoes every few weeks. Mm. Probably buy like two pairs a month. Um, but it was like Air Max 90s, like 11 years ago, let's mm. say. A lot of Air Max 90s kept catching my eye. And there was a white canvas vault with like a vault yeah. thing at the back. Yeah. And it's, it's re-released in the last yeah, few I've years. It, yeah. And that was really one for me that was like, this is sick, I'm wearing- Highlight a yellow, yeah, yeah. you like that, yeah? yeah. <laughs> I used to wear it to like different raves around London and people be like, they're sick. That's full rave yeah. gear, bro. That's yeah. full, yeah, 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 yeah we like that. The validation of like people, your crepes are standing out. Mm. Then you're like, I want to buy a next pair because I want to do that again. And it becomes like that, that, that thing of like, you, you, that's how you get the bug. Mm. It, it's a little bit of like, I like what this looks like. Other people like what this looks like. And I want to get this again. What else is there out there? It's trainers like an all-in-one package, right? Mm. It's a small shoe. It's a small thing, but it's got so many different things about it. It can it can set a plain outfit off. So you could wear like your white t-shirt, your white jog, your your black joggers, and a sick sick trainer, and it'd send the rest of the outfit off. I think yeah. I think what you're saying is absolutely true. Like before, I look at what anybody's wearing. I'm fully going to the shoes. Yeah, from the floor up. It's from the floor up. <laughs> it's 100% from the floor up. And yeah. I and that sounds bad saying that, right? Well, it's but the, it's, it's the truth. It's but the reality. if you are a sneakerhead, <laughs> you tend to look at what's on their feet and then you can tell a lot about someone by the trainers they choose. 100%. We're definitely going to get into that. I think, I think it's one of those ones where it's like, it's an appreciation. It's like, oh, you look at a pair of shoes and it's like, oh, I like those. And then you go up and you're like, okay, the fit's hard as well now. Yeah. And sometimes it's just convincing you because there's certain shoes that I look at and I'm like, I don't really like the look of them on screen. Like you see those images but on that, that person, but on that person, yes. they're back and they yeah, convince yeah, yeah. me. Like, yes, this bro. is it. <laughs> this is it. They convince me because of how hard they're rocking it. Yes. I'm like, yeah, no, it's hard. Is that's that not the beauty of this game? Like, yeah, you can see something in all the marketing and be like, that's not for me. You'll see it online. And someone that you, you know, that you rate, you might not even know them. Where's it? Or they might be like, your height, your style. And they're like, what was I thinking? Why didn't I decide? That you know what happened to me? That shoe that happened to me with you, right? Was... The easy. Okay, yeah. The easy, it took me a while to get around to it, mm. right? I was then convinced to just try them on because I'm the comfort king. I don't know if you know, but I'm the comfort king, right? Everyone knows it. If you don't know, you should know, right? I was convinced to put them on. As soon as I put them on, yeah. I said, I'm home. That's what I said to myself yeah, in my mind. Comfy, right? They're different, different. I couldn't get them to fit with what I was wearing. And I never, yeah. I appreciated the comfort and the look 
I couldn't get them. I couldn't. I couldn't work with them. You couldn't get the flow. You couldn't get that drip working well. I couldn't get the flow, man. Couldn't get that drip working well. It was really tough, but I have a lot of appreciation for the Yeezys because they was like a big shoe for us as as the business that helped us like come about. So Yeezys were like a big thing for me. I couldn't wear them. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeezys had such a strong moment, like definitely early to well. 2015, 16, so like had such a hard moment. And like you're saying with the business, like in the last sort of nine, 10 years, like for about six, seven, eight of those years. Yeah. Right, Yeezy were strong. To some extent, strong. like it's held strong the whole time, right? Like, or it's held a level. Yeah. Like it's been up there, hasn't it? Up until, I would still say it's, it's infamous now. It's like, there's people, it's now in that love or hate because of what's gone on, right, with, with Kanye. And now some people are wearing it like a rebel. They're like, Yeezys are still sick. And it doesn't take away from that shoe being a sick looking shoe and the design and what it did, right? Mm. Whatever's going on with Kanye, in my eyes, is separate. I, I don't completely dismiss an artist's work. The yeah. art is the art and the person is the person. I agree. And I agree. Some, some people completely disagree with that. Mm. They'll be like, if the artist has done something bad, all of their art is dead. And I'm like, I don't know if you can think like that. I don't even know if we can live in that world. But I don't even know if people are really ready to follow that argument all the way through. Because mm. there are a lot of major, major contributors in the terms of art, design, architecture, That's film, so that have like done some... Crazy stuff. Yeah, some yeah. shady stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah, to say the least. Yeah. And yeah, if we're going to hold everybody to that sort of virtuous standard, we're gonna we're gonna negate a lot of amazing art and yeah. What they do is terrible. hundred percent. Right? Don't condone that. But you have to look at art almost in a silo and just appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky topic for people. That it's like when Rock with You by Michael Jackson comes on at the wedding, you stop dancing and walk away. Most people are still up dancing yeah. and they they forget for a minute that it's associated with with MJ. Yeah. And then there's some people that will say, well, all that stuff with MJ, they don't even believe it or they don't want to believe it, but they still love everything, right? So that's a very tricky thing. But this is where we're living now. Like if someone does something a little bit out of turn, people are just like, oh, cancel everything. They're gone. And this is extreme and it's not how we should be treating things and people. 100%. I want to take it back a little bit in terms of like you growing up, because before, before we started the pod, you sort of mentioned to me the fact that you sort of moved around a little bit when you were growing up, yeah. right? One thing I always like to know is that obviously growing up, you probably saw a lot of shoes, mm. right? And you being moving around, you probably got a flavour from different areas. Mm. What were the shoes that were like sort of representing your areas when you were growing up? The ones that you saw in different areas before, you know what, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool sort of thing. Well, I grew up in South London, similar to you, right? Yeah. And moved around in different areas from like Abbey Wood to Welling to uh, Greenhife, even down here near this shopping centre. We moved about a lot. Reebok classics were one. 100%. Yeah, like the black ones and the white ones, the black ones at school. Um, the, this is jokes, Lacoste free Velcro straps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first one. That's your first one. <laughs> That's a yellow card. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to get a red card for this one. I'm here to drop the honesty. Oh, no, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. I'm fine now. I, I know what I know what shoes are good now, but I used to like the K-Swiss reversible tug. Come on! That reversible tug was banter. <laughs> oh my days! I remember it so well. There's, there's a picture of me though on, in in those. Like my parents, like 
lovely parents, yeah, we but they weren't the most. I wouldn't say like my dad thought he was a bit of a fashionable lad, but when it comes to trainers and casual, he wasn't. So there's this mad picture of me where I'm wearing the three strap Lacostes. They're both unstrapped and they're like stuck together. Like the two shoes, so the, three straps. You got on each, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I saw this picture the other day. I was like, what? What was going on here for me? Like, yeah. were you trying to? Was this building resilience for me as a kid? Mate, Is this what you were doing to mate, me? Yeah. First of all, in 2022, that's child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> but it might be but what you said is true actually and this is another thing I wanted to find out about like for myself I grew up in an African household right yeah shoes were not the priority yeah 100% right food on the table blah 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 education all that just mm. right it's but, so similar yeah yeah, I yeah. It. it's old school it's like shoes weren't the priority this is it why right? would they be because of that mm. right I had to go through what they refer to as character building shoes, right? I also refer to them as the lost souls. <laughs> Love you me. have Lacoste free straps ever? Nah, bro. We're going, we're going lower than that. <laughs> we're going lower than that. All right, bro. So, like, let me even... Because I've got a list. Come on, tell me. Like, what's your fucking worst? <laughs> you gave me a yellow card for that. I've got a list, brother. Yeah, you had a yellow card, brother. I'm literally... I'm left back in the changing room. Yeah. Right, so... Yeah. Let's do this here, right? He doesn't want to say. No, no, no. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> See if you remember any of these. Plimsolls. Yeah, man. Of course. That's not even considered a trainer. No, no. That's not a shoe. No, was definitely a, a trainer because you had to do indoor games with plimsolls. No, that, <laughs> that, that's, that's just like you get like the default setting. Or that, is, yeah. that is a restored default setting. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a shoe. Plimsolls. The bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're comfortable. No, comfortable. comfortable. And they had a moment, oh, bro. They had a moment about four or five years ago. I can't remember what, how, like, what, how, yeah, like yeah, 2010, bro. They had a moment, but pre mark brought them back. You get me? So, plimsolls are out there. Gola. Gola. Yeah. All wear shoes, high tech. Oh, you're bringing, you're bringing some up here. Yeah, this is yeah, it. Yeah. High tech, respectfully, Dunlop. Um, the Puma. Puma, what are they called, man? The Pumas with the, the, the three things down the side, the like track down the side. This one, this one, and this one. Is that what it is? Oh, it's like the Puma King. Not the Puma King. You still see a few people wearing them here or there, but it's, they had like the track down the side, the Puma swipe logo, whatever it's called. That was one, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a few more. Avia tracks, Adore. Do you remember any of these? They ring a bell. Did you ever have to wear any of those, George? I wore some high techs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wore some high techs, some of the mad pumas. Plimsolls were classic, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, like kickers at school as well. Yeah. Well, kickers are calm. Kickers. kickers got respect. Yeah. Kickers got respect. They still do to some extent. Oh, now. 100%. Yeah. 100%. No, we have to respect kickers, man. And to be honest, yeah, the way that I look at these shoes, mm. right, I look at them with all due respect. Because look at, we, look at us now. CEO of the biggest sneaker media company in the UK, probably in Europe. Like, we have to give you all the respect, right? Look at me. You get me? Chatting to the CEO. I might bring back the Lacoste free, stripe, free yeah. straps. Like, wait for it. No. Summer is coming. They will look good. They will look good with shorts. No, you're in the position now where, ironically or not, you can wear basically anything you want, and nobody really touches you. People might say, "Like, are we missing something?" <laughs> Maybe. 
he's doing it to be he's doing it to be ironic like he's trying to mess with everyone's mind like I'm that guy <laughs> they were comfy this is the point you said you were the comfort king I think now for me it's all about comfort mm. and I wear air forces predominantly I've mm. always got a new pair of air forces that I'm looking at or buying catching my eye they're comfy for me man they're easy to get on and off. 100%. And you, the lacing system's not mad, so if you need to tighten them up a bit, you can. Some shoes now, the lacing system on them, but it's hard work. Like, you have to do that little pip, the, yeah, the, 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 climb, the climb and pip. Mm. And what's it about when you get a pair of, like, a new design now, and the, the laces are like this long? Uh, when you're trying to lace them, I'm like, do you want me to cut the laces? Do you want me to take these to the dry cleaners to get the laces get adjusted? Get, <laughs> get my laces tapered. What <laughs> did you have in your mind when this got through quality control? But these are complaints. There's little complaints. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the first one this year, man. They're okay. They're okay. You know what we're going to do right now, man? This is a little section that I call the EST of KIC. When I say EST, I mean the oldest, the newest, the most expensivest, the cheapest, the best, right? So I'm gonna throw one out to you and you can tell me in your collection or what you've had over the years, um, if you haven't got them in your current collection, the shoe that fits, right? So let's start with the oldest. What's the oldest shoe you currently have in your collection? As in the one that I had originally, I've still got that Air Max 90. So you still got that Air Max still like 12 years ago. So the thing is, we can look at it in two ways. We can look at it in, in, in terms of age and in terms of when it was so created. Still got the one that first popped off for me. Um, do you know what, man? I'll tell you what happened. I, like, I love stories that start like this. Go on, bro. Um, I'm here for it. And, I, and it's going to be a struggle to pull out some of like, but I had a lot of the older Harachis. Okay. There was like, maybe like an older Marwab Harachi, some of the original screen green stuff. There was like a couple of older Air Max ones. They actually got stolen. Really? I got um, about 200, 250 pairs stolen out of a lockup unit. And all the boxes were left in place. Perfect. And all the trainers were gone. How nice. Yeah, and uh, so that was like all of my OG collection that I had from, that was like maybe the first two years of building the Soul Supplier and a bit before. Mm. And so stuff I was putting away to like in the archives. So that was like, from that point onwards, I became less precious around keep collecting. Because I realised, I was like, I had a big attachment to all of those shoes and they, they are gone and I'm not getting them back. So I, I had to learn a lot from that. And I've heard other people ha had stuff stolen, right? A lot of people over the years. And, and I just had to let go at that point. So then I made a decision, right? I'm gonna wear everything more or less that I buy. We still collected stuff over that year. And then last, when we moved into our recent office, we moved from Woolwich to Shoreditch office. We had another like 150 pairs and we sold some of them for 10 pound or 20 pound each and donated all that money to charity because we had loads of stock and loads of my, I was collecting again. And I was like, right, we're gonna just move these on because I'm not gonna wear them. And I'm also not just gonna collect forever and ever because I don't have the space and other people, we can give this money to charity, right? So that's what I learned from when I first got it stolen, we still live that today. So I've got loads of beat up kicks in my house. They're not in boxes, they're not on the shelves. They are everywhere in all different places. Sometimes I find a pair, I'm like, this one looks good, and I just pick it out. It might have some old socks still in the, in the, <laughs> literally like, so yeah. Um, We're wearing our shoes, man. I don't have, I don't have the archive stuff anymore because oh, it originally went. Oh man. And to be honest, you're not the first person I've, I've heard with that 
kind of story in terms of mm. like having a little lock up, mm. putting all your stuff away, putting it all on ice or whatever, and then turning up one day and yeah, man, someone, someone's had them sticky fingers, man. It's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, it's hard, yeah. it's hard, it's hard. But I think you took it well. I tried, well, at the time, yeah. I was almost in tears. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. yeah. I remember I was there with my dad as well and he was like, he couldn't believe it. He was like, I was like, I've never been so shocked in my life to see all the boxes and then open a few and was like, why would I put empty boxes in here? And then you're like, and they're all gone. Crazy. All right, bro. What's the most recent, the newest pair of kicks that you bought? I bought a few pairs of Air Forces, just general release off Offspring. One of these, this one that I've got on my feet, which is like this grey suede canvas one. Okay. Um, and I also Very bought the, there's a tan one as well. Like I don't buy that much hype anymore. So you're a GR man, yeah. I'm a GR man a lot of the time. Mm. The most hype thing that I bought recently was probably the Sakai last year. Sakai really? vapor waffle. What 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 colour do you have for? The tail. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think you have got it on the shelf over there. But like, I like to. If I want to buy something, I want to be able to buy it now and put it on my feet to wear. And it's got to be going with something that I'm thinking about wearing. And this is like advice that I give to anyone. It's like, don't just buy into the hype because the only reason you're doing it is to be seen wearing that shoe. It's like, that's one small reason why you might want to buy it. But trust me, if it's not comfortable and it doesn't go with your outfits, you will not wear that shoe. It's true. I've done it so many times where I buy hype, a lot of hype, 80% of the hype I buy, like the Ben and Jerry's Dunk, it's like, I can't wear that with much. It's, the materials are crazy. Like, what size you have? Eight, seven. Okay, we're not yeah. the same size. I'm yeah. gonna take them off you. <laughs> but that's a tough shoe to wear. It is a tough but shoe. But you're getting a lot of recognition when you wear it. Materials are dangerous if you get that, that, that like, like, kind of like that fur up. Yeah, that, so that furry cowhide. Mm. <laughs> bro, I love that shoe, bro. I hear what you're saying. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a GR man, like, and I just want to say as well, it's like, I'm still wearing trainers every week right and I buy a lot of GRs because I can at the time I don't buy resale too much but I also don't keep up with the hype like I used to when I used to, when I started the business in the first five years and before I was at it every week I was queuing up in London I was getting involved every week and you get to a point after a time where you're just like I need to take a step back and <laughs> Like evaluate why am I doing this? <laughs> Let me just understand my priorities in this game. I really yeah. want my doing. And I remember, like, we was maybe four years into running the business, and I, I got into a bit of trouble one day queuing up with someone because people were pushing in. And like, you're probably the same as me. It's like, why? Who do you think you are pushing to the front? I was there with a girl at the time as well, and they were trying to push her and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? What's going on? Mm -hmm. Like, and I thought at that point, I was like, why am I doing this? Like. I'm just gonna buy what I want when I want, and if it's available, it's available. But there's always the next one. Yeah, yeah. and that's the that's thing about yeah, or well, that's the thing about the industry that we're in. You're always two or three days away from a drop, mm. so there's never a reason to feel too hard done by or sad or get low. Like, because obviously we're in a world like where mental health and 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 mental well-being are so important. We're acknowledging the fact that people carry these issues with them and then and then these things can come out in we our, our collections the things we like the things we and people can feel terrible about the fact that they didn't get a drop mm. or they feel terrible about the fact that they can't afford a pair of shoes 
considering the shoes are really, really expensive nowadays. And it's like, sometimes we need to sort of come back to reality and come with some reasoning and just understand that, no, you don't need every single drop. It's not necessary. You don't need to pay 250 pounds or 200, uh, 300 or 400 pounds for, uh, for resale because you missed out. Yeah, and what's it at the cost of as well? Like if you get, if you break yourself to get that shoe, if you haven't got the money. Like what are you not paying for? Like, yeah. Exactly, yeah, and people do that, right? Like people don't have the financial education and then they think that that's the only thing that matters and then they find that they've got no personal stability because they're buying shoes. And some people are trying to buy shoes to resell and they're buying the wrong ones and then they're not wearing them, they're trying to hold them and then the value goes down and then the value's below retail and then they've lost money, yeah, and they've landed with shoes. So I always say this, regardless of if we're, you know, talking about trainers all day long and showing you what's the best, we are showing you, I always say on my Instagram, you have to be responsible financially with your own finances first. Pay your bills, look after yourself and your close people, and then with your extra, go and buy yourself an outfit or your trainers. But don't do it at the expense of the rest of your life. 100%. I'm 100% in agreement on that. Understanding our priorities is so, so important, mm. especially in an industry where, like, from the outside looking in, it just looks like we're sort of like, yeah, we're just consumers yeah, and we're yeah. just like, we give us more kicks, more kicks, more kicks. Mm. And it's like, no, there are there are people within the industry that have um, developed ways in which they can be responsible and still being able to dabble in the thing that they love. Yeah, and I think there's a space for everybody. I think there's always extremes in any sort of uh, realm of collector. Uh, yeah, and they're the ones that people should talk about and, and th that you see in the paper. It's like, look at this guy that spent £100,000 on trainers and that's his life. <laughs> this is it's it. like he lost everything to buy this collection. Family's <laughs> gone, everything's gone and he's got his kicks yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Right? He looks hard going to Asda, but it's a lot. <laughs> so you see it all the time, right? The extremes, like you say, but... Um, yeah, it's important to be responsible. And But wait, I will say this, right? I love this game because when you have a good outfit and good trainers on your feet, and this doesn't mean expensive, this means something that fits well, something that matches, that you that looks the part, yeah? You could be wearing like your, your Zara t-shirt, your Zara joggers and a sick pair of trainers. It fits well, it looks good. You know, the outfits cost 130 quid, let's say. It, and you feel good in it. You, your level of confidence is raised a little Seven bit. Seven foot tall, man. Yeah, it's like that term, yeah. Five foot, five foot nine. Five foot, um, Wait. Yeah. Five foot ten, I say. Okay, um, I agree. <laughs> and you just feel like more, your self-esteem's better. This doesn't mean you need to buy a new outfit every week. You need to buy items that fit well, that last for a while, you know. I, and I say this, like the cost per wear. When you're weighing, buying something, oh, yeah, think about how many times you're going to wear that item and how much does it cost. And you can do that calculation Very quick because there's, trust me, there's like, let's use the worst brand of the moment, Balenciaga. Woo, we yeah, like we don't guy. like them. Not of the moment, they're a dead brand forever. <laughs> anyway, £400 for a T-shirt, maybe £500. Do you know how bad the necks on those T-shirts are? Yeah, I don't own one, but I've bought them in the past and sent them straight back. The same with a lot of the Givenchy t-shirts. They, they're, they're better now, some of them, but the neck, you wash it once, the neck's like this. You look like you're wearing like a low vest. I'm like, that cost per wear on that is so high. It's like 40 pound a wear because it lasts five, five wears. People need to like think about that because you're throwing money away. It's the society that we live in, man. So 
consumer driven. But I hear what you're saying. Such a simple calculation. Mm. I'm gonna start doing that as well. You get me making sure that you know you can't depend on Yeah, man. Yeah. You, I'm saying you gotta look after it. Especially if it was like what you were saying before. You gotta look after your family. You gotta look after your responsibilities, and then you gotta make sure the drip is hard. But the drip. Needs to be hard. Okay. <laughs> no Lacoste free shirt. No, no, we're not going back. George, you're going forward. All right, bro. I want to ask you because one thing that I noticed about you prior to this interview and when I was doing my research is your persona online is very, very positive, right? Very positive, very motivational, right? And having developed a brand with the notoriety of Soul Supplier, like you've obviously had some hardships. You've obviously gone through some stuff. Can you give me any sort of a lesson that you've learned through that whole process and a piece of advice that was maybe given to you at the beginning that you didn't really take on board, but it turned out to be true. Oh, there's a few things in there. The thing that I live by generally is like karma, mm. as in that principle, just that one word, karma, mm. that wraps up like honesty, integrity, respect, everything. And that's how I run business. That's how I treat people. That's how I treat uh, my team. That's how I treet my family, my friends, uh, anyone I meet. I treat them with respect and I'm honest with them. I let them know where they stand. And that's how I've built the business. I haven't built it leading with fear and weird tactics. We've built it leading honestly, helping people, coaching them to try and make sure everyone comes up together and, and, and earns well and learns well. Um, so that's like my principle of living, really, that, that way of karma and integrity, because I think it pays back in the future as well, and you can sleep easy at night. Yeah. That peace. Yeah. You need to rest when you rest in. Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. I it, like, it. it wasn't always like that. Growing up, I was a mad kid, but, but trust me, it's about peace, stability, and looking after people so you get the love back. It's that thing of like putting it out and you get the right energy back. And it does happen. The more you can become positive and, it, and look after others around you, you start to get that back. And it's a nice way to be. But um, biggest lesson, <sighs> biggest lesson. I've had to be careful with finances, man. I'm, I, can be, I used to be very reckless with money and a big risk taker. And I've had to learn about money and how to understand how to take risk in a calculated way. So we've nearly lost a business three times over the last nine years. Wow. Um, where the money's gone down to almost zero, where we've first time was redeveloping the app and we nearly spent all the money. I nearly spent all the money that we had. And it was just lucky that the business was still growing. So we relaunched the app and it carried on, luckily, but we're nearly down to zero in the bank. And at the time I'm like, it's all gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be fine. So I'm ultra optimistic. But that optimism is, can be reckless, yeah? If the industry had taken a turn at that moment, for whatever reason, like it's, it's, it's interesting times now for the industry, yeah? But if it wasn't like that at the time, it was growing, so we had room to have a bit of, you know, to fail a little bit. Yeah. But if you make a big failure like that and you've got low money in the bank and, and then the industry goes as well, your, your business is done. Um, and the other time was we were redeveloping the website make the experience better for people. Again, like running the money down, it went on longer than it should have. Um, we needed a new developer. The, the developers did a great job, but it took longer. And again, I said, I've got no other option. I need to spend the money because we need the website to be relaunched. We spent nine months doing it. And that was the most stressful, scary time ever. So like in life and business, financial management lessons, man. And I don't take risks like that now. I still take risks. 
they're a lot more calculated and I consult the team around me on the big financial stuff to make sure that the plan is solid and we've looked at the different uh, outcomes. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I completely mm. appreciate that. I've been in business before, um, obviously not to the same level as yours, but understanding um, good counsel really does help. Good counsel. Yeah, good counsel really, really does help in terms of being able to, to press forward and it gives you that insurance a little bit because it, it shows that other people are bought into the idea and then if the worst happens the mindset isn't I told him not to do it and he did it the mindset is oh okay we're in this situation now let's get ourselves out of it yeah. so it, it does breed that that sort of togetherness and that bond to so to want to move forward in the same yeah. and that's all part of like that original principle of like karma and treating people well if you bring them in together the vision like you say it's like a better journey you you succeed or you fail together i like that saying i don't like the cliche sayings too much but it's like prepare for the worst and hope for the best <laughs> because in the uh, past i would um prepare for the best and hope for the best <laughs> So I would never think... I'm that, that guy, yeah. well. <laughs> that continued optimist, bro, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and in a situation where you're spending a lot of money to do something, whether that's like buy an office, redevelop a site, you need to plan for the worst. It, what if the site takes 2, 2x the amount of time to develop? What if the office refurb goes wrong? What, you know, like, so then you know how, how stressed your funds can be before you do something, and I, I think like that now. Hmm. Sole supplier. Currently, in my mind, sitting at the top in terms of sneaker media in the UK and Europe. What are your goals? What are you planning to do? I just put on my Instagram this year, I put it out there. We're going to take it to the next level this year. So we've launched a marketplace for buyers and sellers. I appreciate you saying that as well, because it's been a crazy journey. It's nearly been 10 years in the game. And I love the team. I love the people. I love the, like, the community and the support. It wouldn't be where we are today without that. Like, mm-hmm. I've met so many good people for this industry. So um, the next step to help people with footwear, a marketplace, low fees, low prices, the best prices on the footwear that you can get, and quick delivery for buyers as well. If people are buying resale now, then they want their shoes quickly. They don't want to wait three weeks like, on some marketplaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They want to get that shoe quickly because... By the time it comes, after three weeks, they're like, I don't want that shoe anymore, man. <laughs> you get buyer's remorse sometimes. Yeah. Why did I spend £300 on that shoe? So I think you need, and we've got some, to some degree a return policy as well, which a lot mm. of the marketplace don't have. So marketplace is huge for us. And going to the US as well mm. is going to be like taking the product and the experience to the US. Going to the US is massive mm. because obviously there are huge companies in the US that are occupying that space. Mm. In your mind, you can name like a complex. Sneaker News, there's complex. Sneaker News is a great one, yeah. yeah. There's there's definitely competition out there, but no one curates the products in quite the same way. Okay. And uses technology to serve all of the info, like the sizes and the restock info, and and then all the alert systems. So we've spent a lot of money on on the tech to make sure that if you want to get, you know, the Sakai Vapor Waffle in a size seven, mm. you sign up and you're going to get that shoe because our system's going to alert you when it's back. It's not it's not 100% accurate, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. well, you going over to the US, mm. is that you then widening your your reach in terms of the, the, the brands that you're working with, the companies that you're working with in order for you to get that information in, or is that just opening it up to the market to be able to access what we've currently got? Yeah, it's a bit of both, yeah. So it's like expanding what we've got and then 
just because this is where a lot of the hate come from originally like right it's like you're telling people too much about footwear please stop telling people because then i won't be able to get my shoes yeah. but what actually happens is like you said pro at the start is if more people know about footwear so if we take the sole supplier to the us and get you know millions of reach the brands get bigger they design better shoes they bring new people in meaning more jobs are about for people who want to get into footwear there's a lot of them mm -hmm. and ultimately it's better long term because there's more stock it doesn't just mean there's the same amount of stock um, and and there's, you know like and then it's the same pool of yeah, kids, so nobody else yeah. can get those kids. no like the limited releases scale with the demand so like it's not a bad thing and it's still there is some degree of telling people what's what but that's what people want to know you shouldn't be it shouldn't be too exclusive, right? Ties I, think. In, I think that ties into something that I saw on your website a couple of days ago, which was mm. um, Soul Supplier Untied. Mm. Um, I'm, a, I'm a data guy, so I love that kind of stuff. If anyone's not had the opportunity to see it, make sure you go onto the Soul Supplier website and download the report. It's essentially a report of, it's a sales report, uh, trend analysis on what happened in 2022. Worldwide or is that UK? Yeah, right, UK also? and Europe. There is some US data in there because like you've mentioned, we're only mainly Europe and UK. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of that data. Yeah, I really appreciated the fact that you really broke it down. Like it went really, really granular. Yeah. So. Like, I'm not going to spoil it because it was really, really interesting. But some headlines that I got from that was Uggs are doing their thing. Yeah. <laughs> Randomly. Yeah. Like, very resellable, apparently. Oh, yeah. 100% like, above retail, a lot of them. Massively resellable, yeah. right? Are you, uh, do people buying and reselling Uggs? What yeah, about? I didn't, I didn't know it was going as heavy as yeah. that, man. So that was an eye opener for me. The other thing that was really, really interesting, something that, could have been foreseen, mm. um, but I just didn't know where it was coming from and something that was crystallised in the report. In terms of sales, Jordan are 10% down. And that 10% went directly to New Balance. Now, New Balance have had an amazing few years. In your mind, where are we going with this in terms of like those power rankings? Where are we going with this? Yeah, I was speaking to the guys here, JK, before about New Balance. And what they've managed to recreate is what Nike uh, made famous, which is like the supply and demand cycle of like limited releases and they're always selling out. And New Balance have done this very well. Mm. So they've just created this hype. They've got collaborators on board and the shoes look sick. Like, shoes. like that the designs and the quality is on point. I see, I don't love New Balance. I don't wear New Balance. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of love for New Balance. Mm -hmm. um, and when you look at the shoes and you pick one up, you see how well they are built. They're expensive as well. And you're paying for it. So that for me is, is how they've stolen market share. But I think they've learned from the best, Nike almost. Because the formula is there yeah. to some degree. It's been done. Yeah. It's been done. And in your mind, is it them stealing it or Nike and, and, and Jordan taking their eye off the ball and potentially through quality control, through through ever-increasing prices on, on, on uh, limiting uh, hype drops and all the stuff with backdooring and everything like that, is it, mm. has that all contributed and come together to mean that so, there was a vacuum and, and then New Balance were just ready to do it or was it just New Balance's aggressive approach and just powering through? What do you think? Statistically, there are more best-selling Nikes than ever. Mm -hmm. 
So actually, it might look like New Balance have stolen, but I think it's more just like the industry's grown massively and New Balance have carved out a chunk. That doesn't quite make full sense, but there are more sales from Nike than ever, um, but actually New Balance are now getting more as a proportion of what they were getting. Mm. So I don't think Nike's fallen off. You've only got to look in this store and look on, look on like, look on the Soul Supplier website, for instance, like Crep Collection Club Soul Supplier, look how many good Nikes there actually are. Yeah. And, and I think people's love for Nike is deep. Like, yeah. in certain locations, right, it's like, you might buy a New Balance, like Dan, who I work with, my best pal, he buys New Balance, he wears a lot, but he's still got a lot of love for Nike and they will hold a lot of place in his heart. It's the history, man. Yeah. You can't rewrite it, man. It happened. Yeah. And yeah. You, can't just, you can't just change that love for a brand. It, that will take years of consistency from a brand like New Balance. They're doing a great job. But Nike's design lab and the people that they've got at Nike and the way that they think, like we're seeing stuff that's coming for this year, mm. from like stuff that's coming in February and the stuff that's coming later on in the year, like sometimes you see stuff you're like how have you done it again that that is going to pop off that is absolutely going to go 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 wild let's touch on that mm. 2023 mm. it's january now recording in january is it january? yeah it's still january <laughs> what are you looking forward to this year what have you seen what have you heard about collaborations there's one that happened in the last few days that broke on your site as well like Cortez and Nike, that's going, that, that's getting a lot of people excited, Yeah. right? But what else have you seen that you're thinking, you know what, that might be interesting this year, this might move the needle a little bit? I'm sorry to let you down, but I don't have a lot of info. My people at work are going to probably be laughing, right? <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, there he goes again. But it's like, I guess what I'm trying to say there is, there's stuff that I can and can't say as well. I hear you, um, I hear you. I know there's a lot of good stuff from New Balance coming. Soon, okay. yeah, the j -j 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 down, yeah, yeah <laughs> is coming soon, and there's going to be more of that. But generally, um, Nike's looking like it's got a good year. Mm -hmm. We sit with them every quarter and we kind of review what's going on and what's okay. coming up, and we choose what we think will work best. This is very important because you said this as well, right? It's like we've got to try and be as unbiased as possible. If I don't think it works with the audience. If we don't think it works for the audience, we won't take money off a brand. So that's an important like, part of our business. And that's how we've kept it authentic. But this year, there's a lot of good Nike stuff coming. Could you I'm, I'm a bit biased in that sense. Yeah. Could you expand on that a little bit in terms of your relationship with brands? Yeah. And how that sort of, yeah. how that sort of relationship works and how it flows? Because ultimately, we, we, we know you to be like, unbiased. You know you to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're providing a service. But in terms of just, like, behind the, the curtain, so to speak, your relationship with Adidas, your relationship with Nike, how does that work for a brand like Soul Supplier? Yes, we're set up via the affiliate marketing model. So we get paid a commission of each sale that we make for those brands. So if someone clicks through from the Soul Supplier to Nike, they make a purchase on Nike.com, Nike will say, thank you, Soul Supplier, here's your percent. Yeah. yeah? And so it means the, the, the customer doesn't pay any more, we just, we just get a, a commission. So that's how we're set up with all the brands. And for that reason, it's important that it works for our audience. So when we're developing the site, when we're choosing products, it has to work for the audience first because we're done on a per sale basis. It's not just like we're getting 50 grand from a brand to promote their new shoe 
That's very rare for us. It's like we have to do what works for our audience because otherwise the commissions will not come through. They won't go and purchase. So we have to say sometimes to the brands, look, this isn't going to work on site. They don't dictate to us what shoes to push. We have that one-to-one -one conversation with them, not one-to-one, -one, but that partnership where we say, this will work, this will work. And they say, can you try and push this shoe? We'll say, we, we can try. We'll give it a test. We won't give it full coverage, but we'll look at what that, how that reacts. Mm. And we do that for brands sometimes. We'll give them a trial. Sometimes we've done stuff for brands for free, just to see if it's going to work before we take their money because I don't want to take money. It's like the karma principle yeah, again. No, I, I don't want that. that brand to be like, we paid Soul Supplier X amount of money and it flopped. Don't work with them, yeah? And it's the same with brands. If we're, if we're saying, Nike, this shoe's gonna pop, and it doesn't, just because it's their new silhouette, we don't have to, you know, like appease them and be like, oh, of course it's gonna pop, Nike, you know? Which some people do, and then it flops. Yeah. It's important for the rep to stay authentic. Yeah, authenticity is key. I think, especially in our industry, <laughs> on all facets and every aspect, authentic kicks, authenticity in terms of what you say and what you print and all of that, it goes across the board. What I want to ask you, right, 2022 just dropped off, right? There are a lot of good kicks in 2022. Did you have a top three of 2022 shoes that you enjoyed? Air Force One carabiner was quite cool for me. Okay. You know, the one with the rock climbing carabiner on the side. <laughs> See what I mean? I'm not into hype. This guy's a carabiner guy. Yeah, <laughs> I thought people, that, that was the one for me that got a lot of people talking when I was wearing it. Mm. Uh, they were like, what, what is that? Is that a bottle opener? Is that a carabiner? Is that like a climbing thing? And I was like, yeah, it's a climbing carabiner. They're like, does it come off? Can you use it for climbing? I'm like, obviously not. It's a Nike, <laughs> it's a it's a Nike tick. <laughs> So that got a lot of people talking. The, the, the Vapor Waffle Sakai okay. got a lot of people talking. That is okay. a sick design. Like, when you wear that, people are like that. I've got like three pals, I wear it recently. I pulled it out of the box over the last two months. Okay. And I was wearing it, but I was like, I can't wait to wear that. That's comfortable shoe. Comfortable shoe as well. Probably I would go half a size up as well. Okay. In, in yeah, those. Half a size. It's tight for the true to size, I'd mm. say. And... For the website, for us, Soul Supplier, Panda Dunk was unbelievably wild. Like, Let's chat about that Panda like, Dunk. It, that pesky Panda Dunk. <laughs> pesky Panda Dunk. You know what? It was the same as like the triple black Karachi back mm, in the day. Oh, yeah. It yeah. kept coming back. It keeps coming back. I'm like, how people just kept, they just nonstop. It sells out every time. So um, at Kirk Collection Club, we recently did uh, a piece of content called Toe to Toe, so people make sure to go check that out. Um, and one of the questions that was asked of the, uh, the panelists, the people that were, uh, the influencers that were there is, is the Panda Dunk a modern day classic? So in your opinion, especially considering how much traffic <laughs> has potentially been generated on your site in terms of the Panda Dunk. And I think on the list, I think it was like the most searched shoe in the, in the last year. Like talk to me about the Panda Dunk, modern day classic, where do you stand on the argument? Some people will say because it's so hyped and so oversold that it's not. What are we classing as a modern day classic is the question. You said the what is the definition? Well. This is it, you see. But I would say a modern day classic is something that has the ability to help uh, 
further and progress an industry. And in the sneaker industry, the triple black Karachi at the time was something that helped set the industry on fire. And it kept going like higher, like people were into that shoe. It looked different, the triple white as well. It had that mad design, people could see it. It stood out and the Panda Dunk is that as well. It's black and white. You can, the swoosh stands out on the side. It's simple as well. It's very wearable. It's not that comfy. Yeah, dunks are not that That's comfy. That's debatable, man, because yeah. I'm all right with That's them. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. Dunks are not comfy for me. Yeah, I got those weird. Paris dunks, right? I don't, okay. I don't buy dunks since I bought a couple and they don't, they don't, I can't, can't wear them. But, yeah, it's a modern day classic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on Good. that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a test. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm on that boat as well, man. Yeah. I'm on that boat as well. Mm. We're going to switch gears, man, because I, I definitely need to talk to you about this because in our industry, obviously, there's been a lot of change and there's been a lot of activity. Um, Kanye West, mm. we mentioned him earlier in terms of like Yeezy just being a, a brand and a shoe that really sort of helped cement Soul Supplier um, in the early days. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of change at Adidas. That relationship is now done. Um, Adidas stated that they own the IP, so they're going to be putting shoes out and, and even on your your site, you've you've you've, uh, you've broken the shoes that they're going to be dropping over the course of the, the next few months. Mm. Um, there's potential OGs in there, like the Pirate Blacks, Turtle Doves, and things of that nature, man. Where I think they're trying to potentially get people that have said, "Nah, Kanye's not involved anymore, so I'm not going to be a part of it." But the Pirate Blacks are deep still. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got well, the Pirate Blacks in there. Yeah, I'm sure I might have to get involved. See, I'm them. that guy where I'm like, no, Kanye is not involved. So I'm I'm not happy about the situation and it's not amicable, obviously. <laughs> His fault, obviously, blah, blah, blah. But mm. it is what it is. Like we were talking about artist, mm. art. Like we have to draw that line somewhere. But them Pirate Blacks, man, I can't rewrite history. They're classics in my mind. So it's one of them ones where I would definitely go for it. But a new 350, I'm probably not getting involved. But talk to me about that that whole situation. What's your take on it? Where where do you sit on it? Where do you where where do you fall on that on that argument? Well, it has to be said, right? You don't need to be racist in this game, right? You don't need to be anti-Semitic. Some of the stuff he said was 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 in that nature. Like it was. That's the truth. Um, the truth is also that he said some stuff about corruption in the industry that is very evident. That's the truth. Yeah. Two very separate things that are important in their own ways. One because it was not necessary to be said, and it really like shone a bad light on him. And something about corruption in the industry which needs fixing. Him looking after himself, his people, his culture. That needs to be said. But that message got shut down because of the other stuff he said. Yeah, I hear you. So that's what I think about that situation, like real talk about that. It has to be said. And I don't think that a lot of people liked that he was shining the light on some of the corruption. Um, so it is a shame the way he conducted himself in certain ways to say certain things because I think a lot of people say he's crazy. I don't know where I stand on that. I haven't looked into it enough. But I definitely saw some of the stuff he did say about the corruption over the years and know from a lot of other people and the way that people speak that, that a lot of it stands, that there is a lot of that. It's a shame because he's such a prolific and interesting character, mm. I think, and 
And I mean, he did so much for Adidas and that brand and for the sole supplier in a way, because like the Yeezys drove us so much traffic, mm. got so many people into the industry and the designs were unique. The comfort, like you said, it's, it blew people away with what, what was going on. I think it's pretty corrupt the way that the IP situation's going. Yeah. And now they're just gonna be like, we're gonna produce these shoes and like, see you later. I kind of think they're using the stuff, the, you know, the, the bad stuff he said to then- uh, Justify. To justify doing that. If he hadn't have said those things, would they get away with stealing his work like that? Even if the IP is there because he's such a public figure? I don't know because it doesn't, it doesn't sit right because you just said it, right? That's what everyone knows. It's like they're going to be producing the, the, the slides in their way. They're going to be producing the... And that's... But then again, I also know that when he was designing, there was a lot of other people involved in his designs. We know some of the Yeezy designers. We've done interviews with them. There was a lot of people involved in this. And I think we hinted at that at the start, right? It's not just him. So he's actually made it hard for other people as well. Um, it's a really tricky situation, man, but do I think people will still buy the, them when they release with Adidas? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think a lot of people will. I think the longer that, a, the longer that time passes mm. with a bad situation, people tend to forget. Mm. It depends how bad the thing was. But sometimes, for some people that were following something and they weren't necessarily that passionate about it, right? As to why he got cancelled. Mm -hmm. They're the sort of people that you'll see in six months wearing a Yeezy. <laughs> They'll be so. like, Kanye's cancelled. <laughs> now you're wearing a Yeezy. Like, because like, they, they switch their sides yeah, like that, yeah? Like 100%. And, and I think that's why you've got to be very careful what decision you make. It's like, if you don't like what he said and you want to cancel him, that's fine. But then stand by that and make sure that you call out other bad behaviour from other people, right? So it's not, it's, if it's, not, it's not just Kanye, it could be other people. And that should be how you're living. But I'm afraid that the world isn't like that, sadly. And people just do what's convenient for them to do. Yeah, at the time. So if there's all this hype around what Adidas are doing with Yeezy, mm. I think they'll do some sick stuff with it as well. Mm. Adidas are, are smart in the way that they do things. And I think they'll manage to detach it from the name completely. Revitalize. Think so? I think in some way they'll revitalize it and they'll create this new hype engine which will get people interested. They need to because I think Adidas in general over the last sort of 10 years has sort of trended downwards. Um, obviously for, for a long period was strongly reliant on the Yeezy mm. um, in terms of relevance and in terms of being able to, uh, traffic, in terms of just like that whole hype train and everything like that. Now, like without Yeezy, just like theoretically, there was a moment where we were looking at Adidas sort of just for who they were mm. and for what they represented as a brand and what they had in terms of their catalogue. And it was lacking. Mm. It was lacking in terms of, in terms of silhouettes. It was lacking in terms of real interest. Um, also evident in the fact that they're, I think they're currently, I think they're like 3% market share. Mm. Like it's, like it's really, really low. Mm. Um, so interesting to see where Adidas starts going in terms of 
okay, we've identified this is a massive risk. We've allowed our business to get into a place where we were so reliant on one thing, mm. right? So we need to focus. And obviously last year, a lot of focus on sort of bloke core. Yeah. Samba's had a, having a moment, gazelles are having a moment. Shoes that I love from growing up in obviously in Bermondsey and that, but like not massively well known. Do you see that um, for Adidas is the opportunity for them to say, you know what, let's lean into this is something that we really, really need to push because this is this is ours. This is something we know we don't have to sort of share with anybody and, and it's authentically us. Uh, and then obviously the easy thing, we'll do what we do with that or whatever, but is that what, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if you understand where I'm yeah, going I, with I it. but like, saying. I think if you look at the trends of what shoes, type of shoes people want, yeah, like the New Balance chunky shoe and the mad builds of the, the New Balance are making them stand out. Mm. And then the Nike, certain Nike designs, like the Vapor Waffle, mm. people want something that is like unique and standing out. Mm. And Adidas are very cut and sim, like cut down yes. silhouettes. They're very, very they're, smooth. Yeah, they're yeah. smooth and they're yeah. like, they're, 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 not, they're not in that. In London, I'm talking for in yeah. particular, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not in all these other locations, mm -hmm. right? But I know that Adidas and those types of silhouettes are massive in Germany still, for instance. Huge. They're huge. still huge. Like the Netherlands, they love them, right? But London culture, New York, these types of places, they are still looking at the bulky shoes. Like they are still looking at the, the wild designs with the different materials on the shoes that make them stand out. I see it, I'm working with these people all day that are wearing these wild shoes. I'm not wearing those wild <laughs> shoes. I'm wearing my classic Air Forces most days, mixing it up with Air Forces. But that's where it's still going for me. And looking at some of the Nike releases, that's where they're going as well. They're still making, they're going to be making some of these mad hybrid models with new soles and like different. Yeah. And, and Frankenstein has that they Bro, I'm telling you, though, some sick, sick stuff. Like, and I think that's what people are looking for, especially in London. Okay. You only got to look at this wall yes. to see like the color schemes and the stuff that's popping. The Panda Dunk's your everyday man shoe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then you buy your Panda Dunk and then you think, what else can I get to stand out now? And you usually go to something like, a bit more colourful. I mean, like, there's loads here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to ask you something a little bit weird. Go on. It's called Desert Island Kicks. Stuck on a desert island. Don't know how you got there. Just one of them things, right? Uh, but you've got two pairs of shoes with you, right? What two pairs of shoes you got with you and why? If you're stuck on a desert island, people think you want to wear sliders in the sand, but they're not actually that good for wearing in the sand. Mm, okay. I want to show you working on this, George. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Like, when you get into a beach, you take your sliders off and hold them and walk. Very true, George. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah? Most of the time, okay? So that's one thing. So I don't think... I, I was going to say just my classic Nike sliders I'd wear, yeah? Keep it simple. I'm going to say Air Forces. <laughs> he can't get away from it. He loves them. Bro, I've, I've been walking like on beaches across rocks in Air Forces. You know, I've walked Solid through base. forests in Air Forces. Solid base. Yeah. yeah. If I'm stuck on a desert, a desert island, that soul's going to last for a long time. Real talk. Like, it's got some... Man, I think a lot about this stuff. I overanalyze this. <laughs> what a question. I love this question, bro. Because it, all it does is reveal people's minds. People are like, so, 
Uh, I'm definitely going to get saved. So I need something fresh for when I get to the top. Um, <laughs> when, I'm climbing, when I'm climbing trees for coconuts, I need something good for that as well. Yeah, I think like, it's another reason why I love the Air Force. It's a good all-rounder. It is a solid I wear it in the gym. I wear it, I don't wear it running. You wear it in the gym. I take it off if I do squats or deadlifts, but I do wear it in the gym. You're running in Air Forces. No, I'm not running in Air Forces. <laughs> I do sometimes. I sometimes oh, run in Air Because the only people I know that run in Air Forces are men of motives. <laughs> so <laughs> you might need to calm down on that, G. I don't know, like, what was your choice? Um, no, nah, no one's ever asked me, bro. I might have to say that for a special. Come on. No one's there, bro. No one's there. We'll, we'll, catch, we'll catch that one offline, you get me? Catch that one offline, man. He can't think. Trying to turn it around on me. Trying to turn it around on me. No, no. You don't actually have an answer, do you? You don't know either. Have you not actually thought about this? I have thought about it deeply. I've thought about it too much. He's there at night, like, I still can't decide on the no. second one. I've gone back and forth on a lot of things. I've gone back and forth on a lot. All I would say here yeah, is um, Adidas gets a look in. I'm not saying what model, right? And, right, rubber, right? Rubber and comfort. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah? I'm throwing those out there, yeah. Make of that what you will. Yeah, comfort. Make, Make of that, that what you will. The name, the name, I can't think of the name. It's those new Nike slippers. Me. What are they called? I've got a pair um, at home, man. Calm, I think they were called. Are they? I think they are the calm, Are they yeah. called calm? Let me even have a quick look. You'd have to figure them out. I might have them, because they, they're nice. They're comfy. But then, are you going to want them on a desert island? Where are you putting your feet up and walking around in slippers? Right, probably, probably not. You probably need sliders, to be honest, at some point, to keep your feet cool. You definitely need sliders. Sliders and air forces, it's done. People exactly. are going to call me out for being boring. People at work are going to be like, you need to fix up, grow some, get, get some better sneaker knowledge. That's fine. Those calm, those calm sliders look very, very similar to the easy sliders. A little bit, yeah. Copycatting in general in the industry, because obviously one of the reasons why Kanye wanted to leave was because he felt that Adidas were stealing his designs. I saw it. Yeah? I saw that happening, man. I see it happening over the years a lot, like. Obviously, Nike are so good at it. <laughs> they're like the best at it. What, you think they're good at copycatting? That copycat, bro, like, the, the, the copycat for me, from not where it started, but the one that's most prominent was that Travis Scott Jordan one, mm. the one with the brown, and then the dark mocha. Jordan 1. Right? Okay, sorry, you're talking about in their own brand. In their own copy. brand. In their own yeah, brand. Yeah, 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 that's wild. Precisely. Wild. That ex I I thought that that those two models precisely, yeah. yeah. The color scheme is the color blocking is the same. 100%. Yeah. So then with Adidas doing that, you can understand what they were. It's clever, right? It's business as well. Now, I do get it. What, you well. can't get the hype, so get the everyday one. Yeah. Of course I'm going to buy that. <laughs> because some people don't know that it's not. And they're like, oh, I've seen that. And it's just, oh, is that, what is that? Like, Travis, maybe? Yeah. But I, I do think that some of the best ideas, people uh, take inspiration from somewhere else and improve it. Yeah. And a lot of the ideas that you see are not original in life, in business. It's just someone taking their interpretation and building on it. And I think a lot of the knowledge we get and a lot of things we learn, they're inspired by others and we develop it sometimes and make it our own. So does this mean you should Bately copy another shoe? No. But if you take an idea and you improve upon it and then add in a bit extra, I think that's okay to some degree. But when it's that obvious, it's bad. Yeah, and to be honest, 
it hits a little closer to home because obviously it's what's caused the issue. Mm. But before that, I wasn't right with it, you know? I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny because shoes like the Dark Mocha have a following all of their own because of the fact that they look so similar to another shoe that was hype and that people couldn't get. It's almost like how much a Dark Mocha is reselling for. It may not be exactly the amount that, uh, that a Jordan 1 uh, Travis Scott is reselling for, but it's doing all right. Yeah, it's in here. I'm looking at it right now. You get me? Like, it's definitely doing all right. What's that reselling for, the Dark Mocha? The Dark Mocha. Uh, shout me. What is it? Much above? Wow. 600. It's no, no joke, joke man. It's more than I thought. Oh, nah, man, it's doing its thing, man. Shout out to the Dark Mocha, man. It came in, you get me, under a cloud, but man, everyone respects it now, man. I like it. I like it. All right, bro. We're going to do some quick fires. Right. Only thing I ask for you with a quick fire is that you answer with chest. No dilly dally. You know what I mean? Quick. All right. Let's be, let's be. You get me? In the same sense, I don't read so fast. So. <laughs> So don't expect the answer. The questions are gonna come the way they come. I want the answers. Air Force. <laughs> Bro, Air Force. Ninety-five percent Air Force. Is... <laughs> All right. This is gonna be deep, bro. This is gonna shake up the whole team. Quick fire questions. Big one. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Can you wear Nike and Adidas together? Yes or no? No. Favorite non-Nike or Adidas brand? Ugg. <laughs> Do you have a Jordan number? Four. Nice. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok? YouTube. Nice. Vans or Converse? Vans. Laces or slip-ons? <laughs> I wear slip-ons. No, I wear laces. Mm. Slip-ons are easy to wear. What's the answer? Laces. Um, default laces are you patterning your laces default (laughs) 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 Uh, custom designs or factory settings on your shoes what as in are you are you customizing your shoes are you yeah are you customizing getting all like flowers and petals on there or are you are you just like Shout Jane out this it. one as well, with the flowers and petals, yeah? Um, plain Jane in it. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, respect that. we respect that. We respect that. Socks or barefoot? Socks. <laughs> Comfort or style? <sighs> Comfort. Okay. <laughs> Fresh and clean or beaten and battered? Fresh and clean. And I hate to say that as well because I try and promote people looking after their shoes and but I still just have a thing about it. I'm still just like it has to be fresh. Uh, it's just it's just can't get away from that. Ain't nothing wrong with being fresh now. Washing machine or hand wash your shoes. People hate me for this. Washing machine. Oh CEO a big soul supplier came here and said he puts his kicks in a wash. No wonder he's a GR man. <laughs> I know what people say. I know what people say, but I, I've got ways to put them in the washing machine to look after them. Oh. I put the off-white Air Force Ones in the washing machine. Say something. Wow. At me, George Sullivan, TSS on Instagram. I'm Bruv. here for it. Bruv. Yeah. Bruv. Yeah. Bruv. Yeah. I'll put them in there. Don't Bruv. worry. Bruv, you got a yellow card earlier, bruv. That one. <laughs> Straight red, bruv. Free match band, bruv. Are you okay? Uh, 
if you the Lacoste free straps hand wash. <laughs> <laughs> them Lacoste free straps get a lot of love, bruv. We have to respect them, man. Alright, lows, mids, or highs? Lows. Respectfully. Triple blacks or triple whites? Triple whites. Okay, okay. And this last question I'm going to ask you, it's not a quick fire question. In fact, before we go into that last question, let's give George a round of applause, man. He went through the quick fires in record time. You get me? No dilly dally on that, George. I loved it, man. To some people, take a bit longer to yeah, answer, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I didn't time you. Yeah, the comfort and style one was tricky. Yeah? Yeah, it's tricky because Comfort's really important to me now, but, and, and style is very much... This is why it's a hard question, George. But comfort has come up the rankings a lot more in recent years. I because I've busted out my feet a little bit and I do a lot of running as well. So it's like, if I'm not looking after my feet, they're going to be busted. What do you wear to run? Um, at the moment, I'm wearing Zoom Vomeros. Vomeros. Really? I was wearing Asics GT2000s. I've worn a few different ones. Pegasus before. Interesting. I did, I mean, because there's a new Vimero dropping, yeah. I think it dropped like on Friday or whatever, but they're... Like the triple black? Yeah, yeah I think nice. something, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Vimero's a decent shoe. Sick shoe, man. It's really comfy as well. I didn't realise it was... Shows myself. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't use these things to run. You wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't really. Like, I'd wear the Asics, but they are a good hybrid for me. I can oh, do yeah. everything in them gym and run. So that's why, I've, and they look nice. No, Comfort and style. Yeah, man, you're doing it, man. I respect it, I respect it. So, um... We kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but I need to understand in its entirety, what does the term sneakerhead mean to you, George? Someone that puts trainers first over any other type of footwear. Mm. So you, you make that outfit work with trainers. Mm. You think, how can I wear a sneaker with this suit? You think, what, you know, like, that's an extreme example. But I've done that. I've worn trainers with suits many times. I've worn a, a, I've worn a linen shorts suit in Spain. And I wore some, like, smart, I think I was wearing, like, Alexander McQueen's or something, man. And people were like, that's wild, but it looks all right. <laughs> you know, like, and, and it's finding the trainers that fit and that are comfy. What does it mean to be a sneakerhead? You're going for comfort over Comfort first, actually. Like, trainers are comfortable. A lot of that. That's why people used to wear them. The origins of foot trainers come from they were a more comfortable thing to wear on your feet. And okay, sneakers were born. Mm. Yeah, they were more casual and comfortable. So the reality is, you just you just like comfort. It's like I like to wear tracksuits. Like, it's comfortable. So for me, it's like you're putting them first, and you're putting your comfort and your feet first, and. You're, you're setting your outfit off. It comes with that putting it first. Mm. That's what being a sneakerhead is. You're designing your outfit from the ground up, like we said. Mm. And you put your foot, footwear first, your trainers first. That's I a respect head. it, I respect mm. it, I respect it. With all of that being said, George Sullivan, CEO and founder of Soul Supplier. Are you a sneakerhead? I'm a sneakerhead, through and through. 100% my guy. And I think I will be until I'm 60, 70 years old. Or I don't know, until I die, probably. But why would it stop? Why would it change? What, am I just going to wake up one day and be like, no, I'm going to wear shoes now. Or <laughs> <laughs> wear shoes to the gym. But, but there is... <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some mad stuff in the gym. <laughs> but there is that thing of like, you know, like people, 
you see like a dude wearing a tracksuit, he's got two kids with his pram and he's wearing his kicks. I'm like, I'm probably that guy. Because yeah. it's still just about comfort. This is it. But then there's this whole thing of society. It's like, oh, you can't wear a tracksuit at 50. You can't wear trainers at that. And it's what? like, no, you're too, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I decide, <laughs> yeah. That's a sneakerhead, man. No, I respect it. I respect you, George. And I co-sign that, man. You are 100% certified Kicks Chronicles Crap Collection Club sneakerhead. Right? 110%, man. Bro, this has been your Kicks Chronicles. It's been absolutely, and when I say absolutely, it's been absolutely amazing having you, bro. Like, I'm going to break the 4-4, right? I reached out to George, right? I can't even tell you how quickly he reached back to me. Yeah. I don't know George from a hole in the wall. George is a very, very nice guy. You don't know me. You don't owe me nothing. Right? I respect it and I appreciate it. Thank you. You'll, ne you'll never know. Appreciate you'll it. never know. Right? Can you do me a favour and tell the millions and millions of people that are going to watch this? Right? And listen to this. Mm -hmm. Right? Tell them how they can get involved with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Right? And how they can support you, mm -hmm. support your business. Talk to me. First things first, thanks for having me. Pro, Crep Collection Club, it's lovely to be here. I was born in South East, so it's good to have a store like this in our area. And make sure you check out other episodes of Kicks Chronicles if you haven't already. And if you want to know the latest and greatest footwear to grace your feet, and I say footwear, because as you heard, there are some other types of footwear coming up in the rankings, then make sure you check out the Soul Supplier. We show you all of the best from all of the retailers at the best prices. And if you want to buy something resale, look at the soul market and watch this space, man. And if you need any help, hit me on Instagram, George Sullivan TSS. We're here. Yeah, yeah I can, I can, uh, I can testify to that, man. I can testify to that. Once again, thank you for, for being here. Um, to the guys at Crap Collection Club, to everyone that's watching, uh, really, really appreciate the support. Obviously, do all the things that you do on social media. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And until I see you, my man, until I see these people down the roads, everybody stay blessed. Yeah, bro. Thanks, man. Yes. <laughs> that was good fun. Yeah, bro. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kicks Chronicles. Please make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share, rate, review, and all that good stuff. And remember, full video version is available on YouTube, audio versions available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.